I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, John Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Since the unplugging of all space, we are digital nomads, gliding across the source code of the metaverse itself and our trusty cyber falcons searching for a new home. And today, we talk to Bigger, Better, Meta, and Spatial. Their mission is to educate the world about Web3 and give people the tools to create their own opportunities in the metaverse. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm emoji welcome, Sir Saxy and Soul G. I hear some claps. I hear some claps out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got the claps. There we on. go. It's spatial. So guys, it's, it's so good to see you here. Uh, you know, we got to keep that all space uh, posse alive. And uh, I've been to a number of your events in all space, and uh, I've got to get over to your events in spatial and VR chat. But I'm so glad to have you here. Great, great. Thank Thanks. you for having us. Cool. So before we before we dive into it, how are you guys liking um, the new digs? Uh, either in spatial or VR chat. I know, Sol G, you were talking before the show a little bit about just some of the technical challenges that you're having. Um, how do you feel that all space is gone and you're off to new places? Uh, it, it's bittersweet for me because, like, uh, the new places, there are other features that kind of all space didn't have. But um, then all space also, it was like, uh, it was a vibe, the people, and even though there were imperfections in all space, it was just enough. It had just the, enough of what we needed to be able to connect with the people and, you know, do creative things also outside totally. of, you know, the event. Yeah. How are you finding the community in uh, Spatial and VR chat? Is it building? Are you, uh, is it a bit of a challenge? I know it's it's less easy to throw events. So how are you guys finding that? Maybe Sir Saxy, how, how are you finding that? Um, yeah, it's kind of challenging. One of the things that made Outspace really fluid is their event system. And I yeah. I think one of the challenges with moving from Outspace is that it seems that other platforms aren't event first, if that makes any sense. And so yeah. while you do have the additional features that we're kind of leveraging, well, figuring out how to capitalize on those things, um, I think the challenge is really in compensating for some of those other things that all space had such as you know things like being able to put somebody on amplify or being able to you know have stage blockers just these different components that yeah. i think made the actual event experience pretty fluid yeah absolutely yeah that's exactly it and it, there's always trade-offs and haven't found the perfect situation yet but i'm sure uh, we'll get there sooner or later um, so I love that you guys are continuing your, uh, you know, metaverse journey. Um, so why don't we, uh, dive right back to the beginning with the origin story. I'm so curious to find out from you, uh, both of you, how you got into all this and, uh, especially, you know, Sol G, I know you've got quite, uh, an interesting history. So maybe we can start with, uh, with Sol G and then we'll go to Sir Saxi. Just tell us like how you got into this metaverse stuff and what you were doing before that. Uh, I kind of stumbled into the metaverse. I came in the metaverse like, what I bought. I started with an Oculus Go, and I, I just wanted to play like the games on the headset. And back in the Oculus mm -hmm. Go, I actually did come in alt space, but I only had one arm because the Oculus Go only has one controller. <laughs> so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. I mean, it was cool for me back then because I didn't know about the Rift and things like that. So it was my introduction to VR. Um, and uh, but as far as being an active member of all space, uh, that probably happened a little over two years ago, maybe like 25 months or so ago. And uh, that was basically well, before all space, I've been doing music for like uh, professionally, I'd say since maybe 89 so i was in a, right. i was in a movie with a kid and play house uh, house party three kid used to manage me then i produced for like people like tlc um 
Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Puff Daddy P Diddy, uh, Rockefeller. Right. I did Trunks of Death Row. So, but anyway, back to the to the VR. So wait, wait, wait! You, I went you, to no, 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 you're 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 not getting out that easy. I want to know. I want to know a little bit about that story. So wait, how did okay. so? Where how did you get how did you get involved with Kid and Play? You were in a movie and you just bonded with them, or how did how did you become a part of that scene? Because you were like a major part of like the '90s hip hop scene, right? Oh well, what happened was that um, I did a talent show, right? And actually, the talent show was closed; like they wouldn't let anybody, any other contestants in. So me and my um, my partner, uh, Bigger Don, he's like a reggae chatter. We we just did our act live in front of the door, like outside on wow. the line. And they let us in the contest, and we didn't win the contest, but we gave a tape to this young lady, and like probably like. Six, seven, eight, nine months later, I just get a call from Kid. I never met him before, and he tells me to meet him at Junior's. And I didn't even believe it was him. So um, so I met him and a guy named uh, Steve Stout. Steve Stout is kind of like a, a big guy. Not kind of, he's a big guy in the industry. He has a company with Jay-Z called uh, Translation. They do a lot of... Uh, Basically, uh, like they're an ad agency, but you know they they kind of they did the the um, what do you call it the uniforms for McDonald's recently, and they did the basketball. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, they designed some stuff for the New York Knicks. But any not the New York Knicks, the Nets. But anyway, so um, I meet kid at Juniors, and um, he has this guy named Steve Stout with him. And Steve, Steve was first starting out. This is before he, um, you know, he was actually working at Citibank. And, um, yeah, they came to my house with, like, a whole bunch of music equipment. Like, after, like, uh, like we had done a song, like, on a cheap pedal sampler. You ever seen the, the little pedal that the guitar players use? And they, uh, yeah. They, yeah, so what I did is I took, I had a four track, and I would put the sample on there. And you really couldn't truncate the beginning and the end, so you had to kind of hit it where you wanted to start, and then hit it exactly where you wanted to stop for it to loop right. You had to try over. Then I, I so we recorded a song called Rise Posse, and Kid liked it. And um, yeah, he gave me a gang of equipment, and I just quit my job. Wow! I just, that, yeah, I just didn't go to work. Yeah, that must have been exciting—an exciting period of your life. <laughs> you must have been. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was great. And um, then, like, probably about four or five months later, we were signed to LaFace. Um, like, I did a song on T. That's how I did the song on TLC. And um, yeah, yeah, it was, that was a, a real good uh, experience with Kid. And then from that. Um, I relocated from New York, from Brooklyn, New York, to California, and I stayed out there like 10 years. And I did uh, like a lot of production out there. Um, Corrado, Crazy Bone, yeah, like a lot of people. Yeah, and, and so, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely incredible, and the, the names. Uh, so were you mainly, were they, uh, what, just one more question, then we'll ask Sir Saxy about how you guys got into VR, yeah. but... Um, so were you mainly um, a, a composer, a, a engineer, a, uh, a producer, or a, a vocalist? How, what was your main push? I was all of those, but I probably wasn't a, a great engineer. Well, I'm not a great engineer now, but I, I, was, I was a terrible engineer at that time because that was a time when producers pretty much they did that. There was no um, putting the files on the CD, and you just bring the CD in or the DVD or a flash drive with the files for the multitrack. You actually mm-hmm. had to bring your equipment to the studio. So oh, I would wow. have to bring my drum machine, any instrument that's going to be played, keyboard. You'd have to bring it to the studio. My sampler, I had like two S950 samplers, and then you would have to track it out to a two inch. Uh, 24 track reel so that was how how you got your music back then uh, wow. and uh 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot harder to make a record then. You couldn't right. edit. You couldn't couldn't look at the wave on the screen and edit. You actually edit it with a razor blade. Wow! Right, but, right, um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, but um, well, that's that's great. Maybe we'll be able to uh, take questions from the audience later and uh, find out a little bit more about that period of your life. It must have been incredible. But of course, you guys are completely uh, reinventing yourselves here, Sir Saxy. Maybe you could tell us how you hooked up with Soul G. Uh, and uh, basically how you guys got into the metaverse. Yeah, so I guess for me, um, so my career, I do research for in emerging tech for a few different companies. And I started getting into VR probably back in grad school around 2015. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this is back in Google Glass days and et cetera. And so I think I've always had a passion for just being involved in these different things. And so I think just kind of naturally gravitated toward you know the oculus and then dabbled with uh alt space and one of the things for me i like creativity and i like artistry and i like the combination that like cross point between those two um mm -hmm. i think that's evident with the space that you have here for example combining mm -hmm. you know your vision and your passion with what tech and especially like emerging tech can afford and just kind of pushing those limits. And so I think that's really where the music stuff kind of came into play when it came to alt space and virtual reality is just, all right, the lockdowns hit. I don't have anywhere to perform in real life. Let's right. see what this VR thing can do. And so, yeah, it just started off with um, building worlds and then one thing led to another. Let's see if I can perform and then started doing mm. shows Mondays at Saxies did a few of those. And then one thing led to another. Then Soul G and I crossed paths. And then it was like, all right, well, let's see if we can make a song. And then Welcome to the Metaverse. And it just kind of, you know, it, it gained momentum and then moved on from there. Wow. Yeah. So so did you guys meet in Alt Space or did you meet on another platform? Um, did you actually meet in the Metaverse or did you meet in real life? Yes, Alt Space. Well, yeah, yeah, all space. space. But now, how we met was kind of crazy because, well, Saxy, you downplay it because, you know, he's he's like a real humble guy. But <laughs> when I came into all space, like, I didn't know anything about even events. And I thought just, it just was people running around, you know, just talking to each other at the campfire. And there was a, a, a group of people. There was mainly like two groups of people doing events. And they were like big events, and that was Metaculture, which I I, mm -hmm. I know you interviewed Artsy before, I, I believe. Yep. She, yep. She was a member, and and Saxy was a member of Metaculture. So like, and and then there's a girl in the audience, City Girl. She was a member of a flock, the flock. That was another big group yeah. that was doing, doing events. So it was like when I met Saxy, I was like kind of even nervous to talk to him. She was like, you know. <laughs> Metaculture and and you know and and he just always sounded very professional in business and uh, yeah and then we then we we started working together uh, yeah I learned a lot from Saxy yeah, and and uh, because he's like the driving force behind the tech and stuff and uh, wow. you know but but he's talking through stuff and. Uh, and uh and, and I get a lot of help in here too now because I'm learning with tech. Even if you can't do everything uh proficiently yet, it's probably a good idea to, you know, just start trying and you know getting getting better at it. So yeah. I was really reluctant, like with uh you know when you've done music so long, right? And that's like just your your comfort zone and you're good at it. Right. It's, you don't want to be not good at something else for a while, yeah. which you have to be to get good. So, totally. Know, so it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but it's good to to work with with, with like Sax and stuff. We, we work cool in the studio. I mean, Sax could tell you more. He could oh. tell you, you know, the whole tech. Uh, trying to find a real metaversal word. <laughs> um, so, 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 it's, uh, so it sounds like so you build you're a world builder you do MREs as well um, 
how did so you just gained that knowledge from your uh, your career and you brought it to the metaverse? Is that how that worked? Not really. I would say my career has sort of taught me to learn different forms of tech. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like um, I think because I've transitioned through so many different you know ages of it, from wearable devices to like interactive environments, etc. The emerging space and kind of like understanding that there are things that are unrefined and you have to figure out how to, you know, connect the dots where there are none. I think that whole mindset is really what just inspired me to dive into alt space and kind of figure out the show stuff. Um, I think when I started, like there was no web projector. So we had to figure out how to like use bots and then voice meter and virtual audio cables on desk. Like, there was so many different things. And this is still when you had to like re-enter because your sound went out. So there was so many different hurdles to navigate. And I think what my career sort of helped me with when it comes to this space is just being able to navigate these different things and also kind of pick up on things and run with them pretty quickly. And so that's been pretty useful. Very cool. Very cool. And then, so then, uh, and I, I know city girls out there and I want to turn my head, but I can't because there's like, so, <laughs> so, hello out there, city girl. Um, but, uh, oh, and Blue Moon. And, and Blue Moon as well. Jeez. And Blue Moon. Oh my God. Blue Moon. Hello. Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys. I can't wait to see you guys after we're, uh, after, uh, after we're done up here. But, um, okay. So then you guys join forces and you start bigger, better meta. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about your mission with, uh, your company and what you guys do. Um, <laughs> I, we, we both hit that one. I, I'll just keep it brief. Um, so me, uh, Saxley is the more logical, methodical of the two. And I kind of like vibe with certain things and I like to, you know, and, and, uh, Saxy actually makes me like, he has, he asked this question, like this, why, like, like if I say I want to do something, it's like, well, what are you trying to achieve by that? So it makes me think things out a lot, you know, a lot more, which is, um, which is cool. It's like expanding, uh, expanding, you know, my mind to the different things that could be done. And, uh, you know, like, uh, well, I've got to just give you an example. We had, uh, we have an event that's been running over 70 weeks every Friday, the freestyle power hour. And it's evolved through the, well, not the years, but it's evolved through the, I guess you would say the weeks, which are kind of like <laughs> years in metaverse time. So, um, and uh, it started at a place called the Soul Kitchen, which uh, which was very bright, and it was it served the purpose for the time. And then uh, Saxy, uh, you know, Saxy had been down before that, like uh, you know, since Welcome to the Metaverse. But he just one day just came with a world that looked like a garage. I think we talked about a garage, but he mm-hmm. made it. It was like it was what you know. Um, it, it just reminded me of the parties, the hole in the wall spots back in mm-hmm. the days where hip hop started, you know, in the, in the early and late eighties. And, you know, he built that spot. And then, um, then he built another spot, which is the current spot. And, it, and he did some lighting, but he did something different. He, he made an alley outside of the spot. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand it at the time, but there was like a purpose for that. Like, uh, People sometimes go and hang. It's almost like the illusion of being in the real world. Like instead of you just popping into the world, you know, yeah. you you actually pop in the alley. You got to turn the corner and go downstairs. It, it was cool. I didn't see it at first, but it was definitely dope. Definitely dope. And uh, and and also he, he concentrated on the experience. Saxy's big on experience. Like he doesn't just want. Uh, the person that's coming to the event to have a good experience. He wants everybody that's part of the event. He thinks about mm-hmm. the guest, the audience, uh, just anybody involved. Like it should just be a good experience all around the board. And uh, I'm gonna pass it back to Saxy because he's gonna tell you in a 
uh, he'll, he'll give you a little more detail of things. Yeah, I guess just to piggyback on that. So my actual role is in user experience. And so oftentimes, like, I talk, I talk about experience a lot. And for me, the world and the space that you're in is just important, just as important as what happens in that space. And so with uh, Freestyle Power Hour specifically, like when I design a world, I think about like, how will somebody enter that world? What is the story behind that? And so um, the alley, for example, it paints a picture. It sets the scene, even though, you know, there's nothing on the other side of the walls. A lot of people like to try to explore for whatever reason. Um, but <laughs> me. Uh, but yeah, you go in and you kind of enter into this alley and it sort of sets the scene so that you feel like you are actually in this city in this sort of like back alley and then you know i use lighting to set the mood so that you you know feel like it's a certain time of day and then the textures on the wall so for me i try to paint a story and i think with virtual reality i want it to almost be like a living story so if we have an event that's happening in a space you know, immersion to me is more than just like being in a headset. It's feeling like you're part of a moment in time that is transpiring. So I utilize like my spaces to transport people into some moment in time or some period. Because I have this sort of fundamental philosophy that like as the years go by, the things that stick with us are these impactful experiences. And so I think I like to take opportunities to try to make these experiences that will stick with people. Yeah, awesome. Well, and it, it definitely works. Uh, clearly you have really awesome events. Um, we should get into some of those events here. I guess we're going to start with uh, your most well-known that you guys have brought up a few times here, uh, the Welcome to the Metaverse song. So this is such a great song. Um, so, you know, I remember when you guys were shooting this at Old Space and you see a lot of familiar faces uh, in the crowd. How did this song come to be? And, you know, is there a key to a secret to making things so catchy? Because it really is a great, catchy song. I think just the right people got together in the room. Like, um, it started as a, I was going to do it as a rap song, right? And, um, so I, I, I kind of, instead of singing Welcome to the Metaverse, I just said Welcome to the Metaverse, by, you know, 5 million megahertz. And, and I was liking it, I, and I had the beat. And then um, Saxy came in, and he played a melody over what I rapped. And then that, so when I heard that, that was the secret to that one, what made it catchy, like that that melody, that the, the sax melody. So once, once sax played that melody, I, I heard a female singer singing exactly what he played on the on the sax, and so we got a female singer to um, you know, to just just kind of sing along with, with what Saxy did. Um, yeah, uh, you might her name is Nina Crease. Uh, she she oh. sang on it, and um, what was she's got a bunch of that was a bunch of Snoop tracks, I think, right? Oh no no no! That's the next girl. That's the next. We was like, we like soul to soul. Like I don't know if you remember Jazzy B. Like we had like uh, a few different <laughs> lead singers for the for the group. But um, no no, this uh, she's done stuff. She, I think I, I think she's a DJ. Got it. And oh no, actually she actually is a DJ for sure. Yeah, she's a DJ. And um, yeah, but I think I I'd be remiss to not mention like uh. What else really helped that song along the way was was the us being able to work with um a guy named VR Stover. Like yeah. um, you know, once we had the song, I you know we felt it was catchy. Uh, you know, it, it definitely it had structure and everything. But I think like uh, just the marriage of the two, like uh, we we uh, we commissioned Stover to do a video for Welcome to the Metaverse. And he was one of the um, like one one of one of the early adapters of like not just filming in the metaverse because you know people film in the metaverse but do it with cinematography like pan shots, uh, different yeah. effects, different things. And even though we had all space avatars, right? 
Then he also used the uh, the different 3D rendering programs like Blender to actually do some animation in the video. So it was just lo- a little yeah. different from everything that I think we had seen before in all space. And uh, yeah, it just, it just, it just, uh, but that, that one came together like that. Like uh, really it was, it was, you know, me and Saxy with the, uh, with the foundation of it, which was the song and the melody, and then you know Nina singing on the on the chorus. Yeah, I also I also wanted to follow up on that, and I'll step on a pedestal and step off for a second. But so mm-hmm. one of the things that we really wanted to do with that song is utilize it as a vehicle to take what happens within the metaverse to an external audience, right? Like a music. Mm-hmm. Uh, video is something that translates. You know, we have all these different events that happen, but oftentimes if you try to explain it, it doesn't really translate well. However, music video is something that people who aren't in a headset will understand. And so one of the things that I really want to see from those who are developing these platforms is to actively think about how users can translate what happens inside the headsets or you know, whether you're in PC or wherever, how do you mm-hmm. translate what happens inside of this space to an external audience? And I think that a lot of platforms aren't utilizing the opportunity to build in those types of tools that will take, you know, whether it's video or maybe, you know, a recording. Like I think Spatial has some of those features, but I really would like to see a focus on that so that we can like fly around and film music videos or film a TV show or film, you know, a talk show in the same format that you might see in real life so that what happens in here doesn't necessarily have to stay in here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I completely agree with you because, you know, our, the crazy thing is we love being in virtual reality, but uh, we have more viewers that would come to uh, our YouTube channel and watch things on YouTube that we've shot in virtual reality. And then even more than that, we have like, I don't know, it's like 20 times the amount of people are subscribing to our audio podcast. So it's like bizarre to think we're doing something in virtual reality, but our audio podcast is by far the way that we get the most uh, out there, you know, the, the word out there. So it's, it's kind of interesting that uh, so, so few platforms seem to uh, consider that element where it's the best commercial, the best promotion that you could have is to get us a great production value that we can bring out to the real world. And they'll be like, oh, man, I want to go check out what's happening in the metaverse, right? right. It's like the best yes. way to get people in here. But um, it's, uh, it's not thought about as much. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, so uh, anyway, we got your video playing behind us on a loop. It's a very cool, uh, very cool video. And um, uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, we'll have to set, uh, put a link in our YouTube show notes uh, how to how to do that on your guys's uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> All right. So yeah. what do we got here? We got the next thing is your power hour. So you uh, freestyle power hour. Maybe you could uh, describe for us a little bit what that's about and and um, yeah, and you brought it over to Spatial, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in Spatial and VR chat. Um, we're gonna alternate. Right now, we're doing doing the thing in VR chat a little bit for a little while, and then we're gonna swing back. Uh, and then uh, uh, one of our, our, our friends showed us that you could go back and forth. Uh, DJ Marcus J out there, he uh, he has an event that he does uh, um, the block party, and mm-hmm. uh, he actually mixes it up on the same night, like a little bit in one platform and a little bit in another platform. I think that's so dope. And I think that that's, that's going to be like dope in the future to be able to have an audience and, and the, the audience is actually more important than which platform that you're on. They just follow you wherever because they totally. believe Absolutely. in what, in what you're doing. And, you know, and yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be so dope. But and also, even though the platforms aren't perfect, I think just like back in the days when I was using a a pedal um, sampler that a guitar player mm-hmm. uses to loop a, a lick to make a whole you know demo because I didn't have a sampler. I think it's the same thing in here. 
like when you got to figure out workarounds and way, creative ways to do stuff, it's just you you might tap into something different, you know, you know, some some uh, I don't know, some secret energy or something like that. You know, it just makes you think. It makes you just like welcome to the metaverse, man. We um we actually all three of us sat in a studio and we were in three different parts of the you know country. We sat in yeah. a studio wow. and came up with a song, and you know, wow. it felt like like just like we were here, like we were throwing lyrics back and forth. We were each right. sharing our screen, playing the music, and we was able to put it together. Three people that never met, and, wow. and you know, were able to put together a song. So that's definitely the power of the metaverse. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And so, what do you guys do at the Freestyle Power Hour, uh, Sir Saxon? So, maybe you could uh, tell us. Yeah, so basically Freestyle Power Hour is sort of like a combination of a hangout vibe session slash rap battle slash party DJed by Soul G. It's sort of like a because you have those who don't actually rap, right? But people still come and they like to spend time there to kind of fellowship and hang out and spend time together. But then you do have those who come, you know, MCs that will get on and rap. And then you have, you know, Soul G every single week putting mixes together as a DJ. So it's sort of like a combination of different things. Pretty cool. And, and you yeah, also but- have people that don't rap. Like, like you could come there and rap if you want to. It's like, right. There's no, uh, no, no requirement. Right. So, but the question, of course, is if it's a rap battle, Soul G, are you out there rapping and just like putting people to shame? <laughs> well, um, I like to think so, but then that would be delusional because there's so many talented people in the metaverse. But I do my little thing, and and there's a lot of guys come through. That's that's real good. And but believe it or not, right? Even though we kind of call it a rap battle, it's really like oh. That, how could I forget Flashy? Like it's like an environment kind of of, of love. To not mm-hmm. sound corny, but like Flashy, he it's really no judgment, you know. Like like there'll be times where we're gonna have like a battle where it's you know for real, but there's really no judgment. Like it's if you say something in a rap and you make somebody laugh, that that's that's just as good as being Eminem or Fifty Cent, you know what I mean? Because it's right. it's just about making people feel a certain way while they're there. So so yeah yeah. So what Flashy does is he's he just makes everybody inclusive. He'll go around the audience and encourage people to rap, even if they don't rap. It's, you know it's it's definitely it's definitely a fun place, and you know. And and like Saxy said, the way it feels when you come in there and you sit down, it just has a it's a super loosely formatted event. Like you might see some events and there's like a, a strict this this. It's really you know it's it's so loosely formatted. I think it's just so easy to do that people just come and just hang out. You know. Yeah. Some I mean, you I can turn the music down a little bit and just talk. Right. I love that it's so it's it's just another form of interactivity, right? Like you know, we're not we're not sitting at home watching TV. We're actually up. We're doing it. We're active and and uh, trying out your rhymes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just just having fun and uh, sometimes it's the mix, you know. So the, oh, the last week in alt space, this was very interesting. So you know, um, we're putting together an email list. I. I, I wanted to get some emails of, of some people so that when we move to the other platforms, we'll have them. So what I did is I offered the 10th person to send me, uh, I mean, to, to send me an email that I give them a $25 cash app. And the young lady who won, she didn't know, like, you know, this case sensitive, so she wasn't exactly sure of the spelling. So I, I put my cash app on the screen for her to um to send me a, a request and within a few minutes there was like five hundred dollars in my cash out what? which yeah yeah so it just shows the nature of the people 
that wow. you know frequent these platforms. It was like, yeah, then and what we did is we gave it all away, and then somebody else was moved to donate three pairs of um Jordans or Air Maxes. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. So just saying that to say, like it's 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 kind of like a, a vibe, like a family vibe, like uh, yeah. you know, people get together and hang out. And when the event's over, Saxy will tell you, like the event ends at two. Sometimes people are there to four, four thirty. Wow. Yeah, and it's like we're at the beginning of something too, right? So it's the, the pioneers. We all stick together, and uh, it's kind of like they say at the beginning of the internet days. Everyone was just helping each other out, and and just a part of the community because it's such a unique experience that we're all sharing together. So, yeah, so. yeah. Oh. Um, and then I see your final. You followed up your original metaverse hit with uh, this next one, Love With Your Avatar. Uh, Sir Saxy, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how this one came about. I, you know what? I don't even remember how that song came about now. I think <laughs> you know, um, I know we, were, we were trying to... Oh, yeah. I think we were just playing around with a bunch of melodies, if I'm not mistaken. And then... It just, you know, we were working on some different things, different concepts, and then it sort of started to coalesce a little bit. But with that one, we also started to get others involved with it. So uh, New York Nick helped yeah. out with some of the lyrics. Um, Pardon helped out with some of the lyrics. Um, similarly with the melody, but then we also had Nancy Fletcher, who... Oh, damn, how I forget Nancy. <laughs> did the vocals. <laughs> And, you know, so much of it was a community effort with that song as well. And I think really what we wanted to do with that song was to have it be sort of like um, it sort of serves two purposes. You know, you have sort of like love between people, but then there's like the love with your avatar is more of a expression at a higher level. It's like everybody has their avatar and it's sort of like a representation of themselves. And it's like a self-love kind of thing as well so it's kind of has a double meaning but yeah we definitely mm -hmm. with that song also wanted to just take it a step further and like have these sort of metaverse related anthems that the community can rally around and we didn't just want it to be like a gimmick right we wanted it to be something that they would want to play in their cars or just like listen to we wanted it to be at that level so it's not just hey look what these people played around with in vr we wanted to really prove like what you can do in VR that is at the same level of quality as you would um, IRL and hence Nancy Fletcher like having a platinum recording artist be part of it like it just we wanted to really do it at a level that was very professional yeah definitely. yeah so did you want to mention uh, how, how did you guys get Nancy Fletcher involved and how was this process uh, in relationship to your other music video? Oh, well, remember I said I, um, I produced in California for like some, some years, 10 years or so. Nancy Fletcher was, uh, she was a death row recording artist. So she's recorded on the Tupac All Eyes On Me album. She was on uh -huh. Snoop's Doggy Style album. She was on Dre's, uh, what's that, The Chronic. And uh, was that the crown in 2001 or the crown? I think that was the crown. Like, ring, ding, dong. Ring, ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah, Ew. keep your heads ringing. Yeah, well, it was one of those albums. But, yeah, so, um, like, I, I've known Nancy for, like, 20 years. And um, so I, I definitely just wanted to, to bring her in. Like, so Welcome to the Metaverse, like, we kind of stumbled on that. And I think with I'm in love with your avatar, we wanted to test ourselves and see if we could kind of stick to the similar formula, but um, just turn everything up a notch, you know, just everything just, uh, and, uh, and I think that's where part of where it came out of too. We just definitely wanted to, because uh, as Saxy said, we didn't want to make music as if we was making music for the metaverse. We wanted to make music as if we were making music IRL to show right. what's going on in the metaverse, to kind of like marry the two worlds. 
You know what I mean? To uh, yeah, yeah, the, the combination is like okay. To to not be gimmicky, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is we, we don't have, we do have can't walk for sushi. Thank you for coming up here. We don't have stage blockers and spatial, so uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you definitely know this is an all space. See, yeah. see, that's that's yeah. what I was talking about with community. Like with community, uh, people, uh, they they'll just will feel a certain way doing that because it just doesn't seem right like they they yeah. instinctively know because just how the community you know i wouldn't want to say policed although should have been to some early metaculture events they had snipers <laughs> oh man they they if people came in with the default avatars they there was one in metaculture point i forgot who was it sax that that was the sniper that was pointing at the the person and they just did anything slipped up Came up on the stage, just kind of, you know, disrupted the show in any way. Boop, out. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, crazy. Um, well, so uh, was VR, was VR Stover the one who did this music video as well? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Dad. Again, yo, I'm I'm getting older yeah. then, but um, yeah, how can I forget? Yeah, VR Stover did that one too. I kind of feel like he had the same thing in mind. He he wanted to use more filming techniques, different, you know. He just wanted to kind of turn it up a notch, just challenge himself. Got it. Well, well, we love to uh, end the show by talking about uh, the future, where this is all headed. I would love to have your guys' perspective, because first of all, as musicians, how do you see live shows going into the metaverse? Or how do you see... Yeah, you know, musical entertainment headed into metaverse. Let's start there, and then we can just talk about what you guys are up to. Uh, so, so I guess from yeah, so I started off with the live shows, and what you know, one of the challenges for me, and I'll go on a mini rant, and I'll stop again. <laughs> but one of the challenges for me is that you know we invest. I invested like two years of like bumping my head against the wall with all space. Um, whether it was like the having to re-enter stuff, the uh, voice meter, like figuring out a whole audio chain in my office to figure out how to like get the quality performance in real time while I'm in my headset. And so one of the things I really appreciated about Altspace is that I felt like I was really there. Like when people perform, they felt like, you know, nerves and their immersion mm-hmm. as a performer is there as well. And so I think that's one of the things that I really would like to see out of whether it's spatial or VR chat or any other platform is, you know, the attention to some of the features and affordances that will help for, you know, whether it's a DJ or a live musician or whoever the case may be, just kind of putting those tools and those features in place that allow us to put on those shows and, you know, it not just be like, all right, let me sit on my desktop and play while everybody inside of the metaverse enjoys it. Like, I want to be in there too. I want to be able to talk to people and like interact with my audience in real time because that to me, that's, I get a lot of um, fun and joy out of being in there in real time with the audience. So I really do. I want to see more of that if, you know, hopefully somebody makes that happen. You know what, too? You should tell them about, you know, we forgot Sunday at Saxies. Like, that's, that, that kind of goes in line with what you're saying about live performances and where we think it's going in the future. Like, yeah, tell, tell them about Sunday at Saxies. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Sundays at Saxies was like my, so I started that with Metaculture, and like I mentioned, for me, I like live performance. That's something I've done my whole life, and that was like my thing before uh, starting to record music with Soul G, but the Sundays at Saxies was like a weekly show that we did where we would try to get different performers who were here in in all space at the time. How you doing, bro? (laughs) Uh, probably would be better with the <laughs> Thank you, Zipri. So, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll open it up in a second. 
Yeah, so Sundays at Saxies was a weekly show that we did um, to have artists who were in alt space just be featured. And I would go and basically spend a week helping them with all of their audio setup, microphone, you know, figuring out the technical things on their end for them to basically be able to put on like a quality show. And Sundays at Saxies was basically an opportunity for different artists who didn't have like in in real life if we have to go to a venue or we have to secure a venue or you know you may have to like there are all these barriers and i felt like with the metaverse one of the things that uh, allowed us as creators is the ability to craft our own narrative and tell our own story in a way that we can't offline and so what i did with that show was to have the stage be you know, this hour long thing for whoever wanted to perform. It's an opportunity for you to be the feature. People are there for you to perform. And it was pretty cool. I mean, I, um, I had a few different environments that I created for it. And just I would give people the stage and just let them perform. And I do want to continue to do that. Where I'm kind of looking right now for an opportunity, like the platform that allows me to do it in the way that I want to because I really wanted to make it so that it was seamless. And that's really something that I really, I put a lot of effort into making the shows a certain level of quality so that people's art really shines through well in an auditory format. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, Cool. So, I guess we could, so I've, I've never tried to open it up to the audience here, but I wonder if we can do that here. If anyone had any questions for Solji and Sir Saxi up here, uh, anyone want to just yell it out or, or we'll, uh, we'll get through the show and we'll let you guys all chit chat afterwards. Um, Cool. So then, um, yeah, if people wanted to reach out to you or they wanted to come to one of your events, uh, where could they find you? Uh, BiggerBetterMeta.io is our website, and, and we're kind of trying to keep, keep you informed uh, to, as to what's going on, what we're doing. And we're every Friday from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Right now, we're in VR chat, and the group. Uh, uh, join the group. Please go and join the group. Uh, it's fph.2297. That's the uh, uh, the group. Also, if if you if you want to or if you can, uh, you can send us an email at freestylepowerhour or one word uh, at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, yeah, but the, right now the main thing is the Power Hour. Um, Saxy actually also released a record. He, he released like a smooth jazz uh, instrumental record as well. That that's that's very uh, dope. Uh, he could probably tell you some more about that too. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm just now dipping my toes. Like one of the things. So I mentioned the live performance. I've done live performance my whole life, as far as like whether it was marching band or symphonies or like shows on my own. And so doing one of the things about VR, which was fascinating to me is that it gave me an opportunity to do studio recordings, which is something that I hadn't even done in real life, but I got introduced to that process, releasing music, distributing music, like all of these different things through activities I had done in VR. So that said, um, um, the song I put out was a cover single uh, by Sunit uh, Harnett called If You Let Me, saxophone version of it. And so, yeah, um, I did that a few weeks ago and then that was just my first time like just dipping my toes into the water of putting music out. And so I'll be working on more stuff going forward, but it's just, it opened a door for me that um, I definitely am appreciative and Soul G's, you know, one of the people who really showed me that avenue and kind of showed me how to go through that process and what, you know, is important when it comes to like radio recordings and that kind of thing. So definitely appreciate appreciate him for that. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. 
Very cool. Well, I love I love your guys' vibe together. You're so kind to each other, and it's just a true friendship. And I love that it was formed in the metaverse. I think this is super cool. Hope everyone goes and checks out all of your. Uh, so you know, thank you uh, for coming, and and thank you everybody for teleporting into this world, Patrick. The imagination that you're with us here in virtual reality. We got some clappers in the back. Listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at Simulation VR, and our Discord server for our schedule of events. Then join us next week as we interview the creator of non-player character, a virtual reality musical. Uh, his name is Brendan Bradley. He'll be here next week. Until then, stay plugged, my friends. And to take us out, of course, we've got none other than... Hey, yo, party people in the house. You about to witness something you ain't never witnessed before. So Come on up and dance with us. Come on up and dance. Come up and dance with us, everybody. Come on, can't walk. Now you can walk up here for sushi. Come on, go over here, everybody. Come on up. Come on, city. What up, Sasha? Where you at? Why you down there? Pop up on the Soul on the track, need a crease on the hook. Saxy on the sax, homie, that's a good look. Honey's got bodies now, chicks, sister, let them. Gotta keep a part of the metaverse ghetto. Ain't nothing wrong with that, yo, I'm with it. And maybe she just might let my avatar. All over the track. All space boots, so don't get attached. I like cherries just as long as they black. Part of me, as I come back. Oh, that's a good move. What about you?